Hey, Sam here, and I know your day's crazy, but I've got a quick idea to take your stress from overwhelmed to under control. So let's tackle systems from the classroom to your living room, one simple step at a time. This is the Simple Systems with Sam podcast. We are taking a quick pause on our unit planning series so that we can jump into how you can start off the first week of school with a fun, friendly, but also informative set of activities for your students to complete. The first week of school is a very different thing than the rest of unit planning, but some people are actually going back to school at the end of July, so I wanted to give plenty of time And also for new teachers who are really worrying about that first week of school, heck, even going into my sixth year, I still am a little uneasy sometimes about what my plans are going to be. But I've broken down a full week of activities, given you options for every single one, and then we can jump back into our unit planning and hopefully fill in the rest of your year nice and easy. So let's talk about why the first week of school is important. It's not only your first impression of your students, but your students' first impression of you as a teacher how the class is going to operate, and then the course that you're going to teach them. There are a few things that you have to get done. Like you're going to run through your syllabus, you're going to talk through routines and procedures, and you're going to do that continuously for like two to three weeks. You're you're pretty much never going to give up on the routines and procedures. And if you need help creating those, then first of all, I would have you go check out the, the Classroom Essential Setup Guide that I will link in the show notes. So you have a list of all the routines I think are important to have figured out on your own before the first day of school so that you can inform your students of them. But outside of those things that we pretty much know are going to happen, we know that if you have textbooks, you're going to have to check them out. We know that you're probably going to have a fire drill or some sort of thing. There might be an informative video that you have to show your students. But then we have the rest of it. And I think that honestly taking the first week, maybe even a little bit more, to start doing some of these activities is going to really build the type of students that you want to have for the rest of your year. You have five categories and 24 different ideas that you can pick and choose from to build your first week. So let's start with the first day. The first day is kind of a lot of stuff you have to do. It's learning your students' names. It is getting them assigned seats if you need. It's walking them potentially through the syllabus, although I personally save that for day two. We'll talk about that in a second. But most importantly, the first day is not a day to cover any sort of material. It's a day to get to know your students. I call this the getting to know you day. This is a day when your students show you who they are and you can share some of that information back. This is really just a casual time. You probably don't even know where students are going to go in a seating chart. You're probably going to have to change a million times. But you can get through some of the technical things that you have to cover and then jump into something like an interest survey. I think interest surveys can be really key and easy to do on a Google form. The thing is, Sometimes students get really tired of filling out the same information about themselves over and over again. The things that I put on an interest survey are things like song requests for the classroom playlist, what activities they might be involved in. For something like an upper level class, I might ask them what science classes they've already taken before, or I might also ask them what level of math they're in if they may or may not have hit a prerequisite that I need them to have for the course. The things that are really helpful to know on day one. And even with upper level students, sometimes it's really nice to know if they have their own vehicle, if they have a job, if they have any allergies. While some of that is communicated inside a school LMS system, it's nice to have the information on your own. I also love to hand out a fun fact sheet because it gets me to see what the student's handwriting is like. 
And then I can also use those fun facts to keep stored in a file so I can look up a specific student information like before their birthday if I want to surprise them with something. One of my favorites that I did this last year was design a hexagon where we talked all about the importance of hexagons in science. And I had them design a little hexagon that represented themselves. It came with a nice, easy little rubric for them to follow so that they knew what the expectation was. And I got to learn a little bit about them. They got to learn about how to follow my directions. I've also modified this a little bit and allowed them to do crests before where they get to choose how the paper is designed and cut out and what shape. And it gives them a little bit more freedom. The paper is a little bit more specific and guides them through different topics that they might want to include, but it still lays out a nice and easy rubric and gives them some creative freedom. I think this is nice for middle grades because they are more comfortable unleashing their creativity from the beginning. I think once you get into high school, they start to get a little bit nervous that they're not doing the right thing the right way. And so having a shape and general outline is really going to help them out. I like this idea that one of the English teachers did in my school this last year too, where they wrote a letter to themselves at the end of the year. And obviously in an English class, it's going to be a little bit different, but then I would turn it and say, letter to my future scientist self. Like the things that I hope I'm still learning about or I'm interested in, and maybe the types of skills they're hoping that they're going to increase in. High school is a fun time, but you are very different from the beginning of your freshman year to the end of it, let alone from the beginning of your freshman year to graduation. You could hold on to these letters however long you want in between, but it's a great way for students to kind of write their own little time capsule and you'll get to know what their likes and interests are and what their goals are for the future. Another one. And lastly, I like to have my students do a fill the calendar event. So if they are on any different teams, they are involved in extracurriculars or even just have some special dates that are coming up, I will give them a blank calendar and I ask them to write birthdays, any sporting events they know that they might want me to attend, um, any performances if they're in the band or if they're in theater, or if there's a day that they have a big tournament that might not even be school related that they're just really excited about coming up and they would like well wishes for. They want you to know that they're participating in those things. Once we fill that calendar, it's so nice to have that throughout the year so that you can know what's coming up. Students can add to it appropriately and you can celebrate all the little things with them. All right, that is day one. And for everything that I do on day one with getting to know my students, I have my own personal example ready to show them as well. Because if they're going to divulge information about themselves to me, I'm going to divulge information about myself to them. Now, I typically do that in the form of a slideshow because it's easy for me to save year after year. And let's be honest, if I read a letter to my future self, they probably would zone out a little bit, but it gives them a good insight into who I am. Next up for day two, I consider this the getting to know the course day because you have to know your students before they really can care anything about what you're going to teach them. So you might do something like a room material scavenger hunt or get lab equipment out so that they can see what's going on. I actually have all of my freshmen turn on and off the sinks because that's going to be a problem later on. And I just want to show them it's a regular old sink. <laughs> and then you could also do something like a syllabus puzzle race where you take your syllabus and you cut it into random pieces and you put your students in teams to try to compile it all together. They have to tape it together and then they maybe have to answer some questions about your different policies. And then I also like to have them submit a ask me anything for the teacher and you can have different categories, like ask me anything about my style as a teacher. Ask me anything about the syllabus that you're confused about. Ask me about anything related to the topic that I'm going to be teaching you this year. 
let them kind of have a little bit of fun with it. I would also be careful about doing this in a place where you are not previewing the questions before they maybe they show up on a screen. Paper is probably one of the best ways to do it because if it's anonymous, you always run the risk that students are probably going to be a little inappropriate with it. Freshman boys come to mind. (laughs) All right, day three, I consider getting to know your classmates. If I now know my students a little bit better and they now know what we're expected to learn, then they need to get to know each other. I cannot tell you how shocked I was this last year. Some of my students still weren't sure who was who in their class. I couldn't give them papers to hand out because they legitimately didn't know half of the people in the room. Now, for my school, they had been all over. They'd been transferring in and out of schools um, because there's been so much expansion in this area. They've redrawn boundaries a lot. So I was shocked, but I could see the reasoning behind it. This next year, I am going to go full force with the getting to know your classmate section. What I'm going to have them do is a couple different activities. If you've ever seen those Jubilee videos where they go on a span of agree all the way to disagree and the neutrals in the middle, I'm going to have them answer questions that are kind of polarizing, like spicy food is better than sweet food. And some people would agree or disagree but you pretty much have a good stance on which one you are. Or I would rather stay up late than wake up early. Agree or disagree. And just see where everyone stands. Then I'm going to have them do a speed meeting, not dating because that gets awkward in high school, and an interview. They're going to have just a few minutes to go around the room and meet different people. And then they'll be assigned one person to give like a good 20 second spiel about What did you learn about them? What do they like? I'll give them a guided sheet so that they know exactly what's coming up, but it makes sure that they're paying attention when people are answering the questions. Along with that, another really easy activity is just a classmate bingo where you send them around with a bingo sheet and they fill out different facts about themselves on the bingo sheet. They have to find somebody else that matches with that. You can't use the same person more than once and you're going to go around the room meeting other people. Last up on getting to know your classmates is a mix and mingle minute to win activity. I'll have them walk around the room kind of mixing and mingling with each other. And then I'm going to call out minute to win it. They're going to have to find a group of four people total, three people that they haven't been with yet. And everyone's going to compete in a minute to win it activity. These are so easy and you can Google a million of them that can be related to what you're going to teach them or not. You can just make it fun, but it has them working together and kind of breaking down that barrier because the minute to win activities sometimes are a little awkward. Day four, I always do a collaborative challenge or game. I want them to be thinking. I want them to also be working together. Allie on Instagram suggested the mystery box where you actually have them go through the scientific method to try to determine what type of object is in a box. And this is always a fun one. I think that this goes really well with the middle grades and possibly up to freshman year. Sophomores on up, you'd have to make it real interesting, but I think it could work. Debbie threw out this idea of the polar bear and fish dice game, which I'd never heard of before, but I'm going to link in the show notes for you because it does sound really interesting. And it's kind of an inquiry activity where students have to figure out what the rules are so that they can move forward in the game. And that sounds actually like a lot of fun. This will also help start building some of their stamina when it comes to working on difficult things later on in the year. I tend to lean towards the spaghetti and marshmallow challenge, which is a hugely popular one. It has a great background. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And then also note card towers. What you can do is you can put them in groups and they have to decide what types of things they have in common. Everything they have in common, they put one fact on each note card. And at the end of like three to four minutes, however many note cards they have is what they can build a tower with. 
and the team with the tallest tower wins at the end. You can reshuffle groups over and over again to do this for an entire class period, and students get to know people really well, but I also think it causes them to start thinking outside the box. I remember very vividly in my high school, my U.S. history teacher going through this whole exercise of a rose and a shoe and what types of things they have in common. And we came up with a few and then we sat there in silence and he was waiting for us to come up with more. I think it was probably three to five minutes that everyone just sat there looking at each other, asking if we were going to move on or not. Nope, we had to keep going. So we came up with some really outside the box things. What types of things do they have in common? Well, neither of them are in the sun. Like we we would come up with things like that. And it allows students to also come up with the kind of those creative ways to get around it. Day five is a skill introduction or mini unit. This is the first time that students are going to get an idea of your teaching style and these expectations you have of them when it comes to their learning. But I try to stay away from any sort of, but I try to stay away from any content specific material. I want this to be a pretty low intensity sort of activity, but something that is going to be useful later on. So here is a whole bunch of different options that you might use and that I use. I tend to stretch this type of thing out for a few days and possibly go through a whole week of just doing this mini unit. I will, one, start out by teaching them how to use color in their notes and their study habits, along with sketchnoting to build their memory. And I actually have a free color study tips page that I will link in the show notes for you. It's going to be a whole lot of links in the show notes today, but they promise they're going to be worth it. And then building their sketchnoting repertoire in their notebooks so that they have something to go back to just to look at different ways you can write titles, borders, and then people. Then I might slide into a note-taking 101. I tend to use Cornell-style notes in my classes, so I want them to understand that layout and how it's going to benefit them when it comes to studying. Another thing that you could do and is probably useful in certain classes like a math class is the first thing that comes to mind is like a skill review escape room. You could do this with science as well and maybe do things like measurement or the scientific method and some basics that you hope that they retained from the previous years, but you just never know. It's going to give you a really great insight into where they are starting at with some of the skills that are necessary to complete your material. I'm also this year going to start teaching my freshmen time management the first week of school. We're going to go through and map out their regular week and see what type of time is available to them, hopefully so that I can keep referencing it and maximizing their time in class so they don't have to worry about outside class. I will also go through a researching 101 because we will spend a lot of time trying to research material. I want them to do it the right way. I want them to learn the appropriate way to use Wikipedia because it can be such a great resource if used accurately. After teaching them how to research, I roll into a wonder wall brain dump and presentation, which can take two days or one long block day, where I want them to get thinking and brainstorming ideas and their curiosity, and then taking those research skills and applying it into a one slide mini presentation. They won't even have to get up in front of the class and present it because we will do a peer review so that we can learn how to give constructive feedback. Ugh, one of my favorites. I also like to take this time to introduce a template sub plan, something that they might see later on with a sub because my sub binder is full of template plans that I can include at any time of year. This is going to be awesome for me to start out with one because let's say I need to go the second week of school. They've already seen the expectations that I have from the first week so that they know what they need to complete. And then I build from there and put other sub plans into other units. And at the very end, I want to do a open note quiz. 
a practice quiz, not even really for a grade, but I might not tell them that, where we can get used to how the testing structure is in the room, how we can get into any of the online systems that we need to do, how they can reference their notes for important things so that maybe they understand where to look back, how to look back for studying. In my freshman classes, they do all open note quizzes each week. So I really want them to get a feel for taking a look back. And there's so much that we can cover in this first week that they should have to, which will be great. All right, that is at least five days worth of material, 24 different options for you to grab hold of. I hope that you can piece something together and make your first week a really great week. We'll get back to unit planning in just a little bit. Until next time. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope that this simple step will help build big results in your classroom, home, and life. Remember to subscribe, review, and tag me on social media at Engineer Does Education so we can build a simple system together.